now versus the universe. Hey everybody, it's Dean Coffers Universe. It's me, Didi. Say hey, Kyle. Hi, Kyle. And so we are uh, coming at you here on a Wednesday, uh, a little bit earlier than we typically work, but we have a, a movie planned that we're going to be going to this evening. We're going to go see The Flash. Uh, not doing that great in the box office. No? Yeah, it's um, it it didn't get a hundred mil that first weekend, Oof. and they really, you know, Hollywood basically. How are the reviews? Um, it's kind of a mid grade on like Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's got like a sixty seven percent. I mean, I don't, I don't either. Um, <laughs> I, I, you can pay them off, but um, but it, I mean, it's it's not rated as high as. Wonder Woman in the first Shazam is kind of like middle really? of whatever, and um, and and who knows for what reasons? I think this movie came in with a lot of baggage. Uh, yeah, we kind of discussed that last yeah, week too. Yeah, so all the the stuff happening with Ezra Miller, and I I also think with the creative team, the new creative team. Um, over at Warner Brothers that's handling these new DC movies, the fact that like James Gunn was saying when they were asked about because he came in and everybody got fired or most people got, you know, <laughs> like hey, no more Cavill, no more Affleck, no more, you know, these other elements when it came to Ezra Miller he, they were fairly mum on the whole thing and had to tell, like, well, we'll see how well that, like, they couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't get behind um, any type of commitment because, well, if it made a lot of money, then there might be, you know, right. a cause to do it. I know people. I know people that are like completely sworn off even the possibility of seeing this movie because of Ezra Miller. And it, and again, is that necessarily the reason why it's not doing great? It, it is we we know a lot of those types of people that right. probably wouldn't because we know the type of people that would know about it. Right. But is it really how well known is the issue right. uh, with, you know, the moviegoers? And I think, I think it's not indicative of necessarily the problem because the last two or three DC movies didn't make right. money. So yeah, I think that's the biggest nobody factor. went to go see Shazam to, you know, uh, I didn't even know it was item. out. Yeah, it was, and I, I think it came out on HBO, and I was like, "Oh, she's empty." <laughs> Ooh, oh. Dude, yeah. did they did they make this straight to HBO? <laughs> it's a Max original. Uh, no, it, it came out. Uh, I think it came out the same time the D and D movie did. Yeah, a, that's just the DCEU for you, though. Like that's that's how it's always, or that's how it has been performing since Batman Begins. Um, or since after that, yeah, yeah, after Nolan, Nolan yeah. yeah, after Nolan, uh, uh, finished those out, yeah, and it's, it, it's had problems from the start, but then Warner Brothers was just seemingly trying to overcorrect as quickly as they possibly could yeah. when, um, Man of Steel was like, man, it's so dark, and then they were going in to make Batman vs Superman, and. There was negative reactions to that that led to them totally fucking up Suicide Squad and changing, you know, a whole bunch of things to try to make it a little bit more, um, not as violent and not right. as heavy. And then it just continued to, um, kind of cascade from there. Um, and then I just think 
it could be people are burned out on necessarily that franchise because there is a lot of there's been a lot of that with um and this <laughs> I typically don't feed the trolls when it comes to a lot of these things but there was a lot of stuff on my on my Facebook feed that I get where it was a lot of Snyderverse bros yeah that were like all the posts were like all Snyderverse related things and it was just like Facebook is it's just a fucking battlefield in the comment section and I think with that when everybody's like well we also know that it's over so right. why bother going to see it right if if it's ultimately meaningless <laughs> yeah. so I just want to see Keaton up there, yeah man. and I think that's what they were trying to bank on um for for those of you uh, that are wondering why Drew keeps pausing and stuttering through his words, is because he's actually swatting at the dog, not like a giant mosquito. <laughs> yeah. Kyle comes in and she just loses her shit. Yeah, she just wants to play. So I got to rub her head for the next hour. Yeah, or else she's yeah. gonna be we're gonna be in okay. your crotch. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I want to. I, I wanted to see this because I had heard. Um, that it actually wasn't bad, like that it was a good movie. <laughs> There's been apparently complaints about the visual effects. Really? Um, yeah, which the director kind of explained away that there was a reason for it. Um, and this guy, I can't. It's like An Andrew Machetti or, or that. I can't recall the name of the dude who directed the movie. Um, Please googling Andrew Machetti. Yeah, Andrew Andrew Machetti. Oh, uh. sorry, sorry about that, Andrew. Whatever your name is. Well, we'll go into it with an open mind, and uh, we'll you know we'll review it a little bit on the next podcast. Um, if it's worth reviewing. Yeah, it's Machetti. <laughs> I think it's. I think I got it fairly close. I'm gonna let you take it. From um. You. But he's going to direct the new Batman movie. Oh, he's, okay. He's going to be doing the DCU Batman Brave and the Bold movie. Now, is that supposed to be Robert Pattinson? No, or so is that a different... That, the Pattinson what? thing gets to be its whole other Own thing? universe okay. existence while they're making those. This is going to fall in line with the new continuity that they're going to be establishing with the new Superman. Okay, um, that's right. And uh, Green Lanterns are going to be... They're, with the new heroes are going to be launching that the new Batman movie is going to um, be Batman with Damian Wayne. Who's that's right. We talked about that a little bit. That's the Batman beyond character, right? Uh, no, he's Damian Wayne is the um, offspring of Bruce Wayne and Talia al Ghul. Oh, and he okay. was, and Damian, uh, he was created by Grant Morrison, who I can't fucking stand sometimes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's he was raised by the League of Shadows, so he's an assassin when he meets Bruce Wayne for the first time. Oh, okay, so he's not a hero. Uh, no, he's okay. and and Talia just kind of drops him off and and was like, "Make him a virtuous man like you." After we fucked him up, this is your son teaching him how to kill. Yeah, so he learns <laughs> that he's just been a deadbeat dad okay. for uh twelve years. Um. And he comes into the fold and becomes the new Robin. And of course, he has difficulties with the fact that he can't kill anyone. Right. And because that's all he knows. Right. And he has a type of attitude, um, you know, where where he comes from and being a part of the League of Shadows and set up to be. He, he's still kind of drinking the Ra's al Ghul Kool Aid until 
you know, he finds that family with um, everybody in the Bat family and the Teen Titans and stuff. And then he, he becomes a bit softer of a character. Gotcha. Um, so there's a lot of potential for uh, a lot of big characters to be brought back out that have already been kind of ad- adapted for the silver screen. Yeah. Um, they're going to retry some things yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, and then hopefully do some new things. There are some more like, you know, those BC level heroes um, that James Gunn likes to mess around with that yeah. they're going to do more into the fold. So, um, but they, they plan to do a lot of shit. This first <laughs> phase or whatever. Um, they, they, what they've announced, James Gunn said that wasn't even all of it. I was like, God damn, <laughs> this is a lot. Um, but he plans on doing it like in big phases, like, like yeah, Marvel. like he he released like this is the slate. Um, phase one is called Gods and Monsters, and then he showed the projects that he showed, but yeah. then he also later said, "Oh, that wasn't everything." Okay, and um, and he keeps teasing more casting stuff. So it, it's why they keep trying to wind down this stuff with the Snyderverse keeps trying like well what can you really do about the new phase until the old one's gone i mean are we going to find out what the future or who's playing superman in the future before the new aquaman movie even comes out again will that make any money is it a, is it a who gives a shit <laughs> right um but he also had to clarify that the blue beetle will be the first dcu character interesting yeah um so because it takes place after this reset timeline that the flash movie takes place so i don't think there's going to be any of those snyder verse related heroes in the movie so it can stand on its own a little bit and then the first one they produce will in the name of dcu will be superman legacy movie well, i hopefully i hope that it's successful because like we kind of discussed it before dc needs a win uh especially in the cinematic universe but <clears throat> it's, it's just been so long since something great has come out of that yeah i mean uh i mean even the the comment you made about aquaman like aquaman's always kind of been like the the side show like (laughs) right yeah he's how the thor movies were for the mcu like you take uh, them or leave them yeah and um it'll be interesting in how they plan to turn it all around because because they do need a win and i and they obviously had the relationship with James Gunn because he came and made the the second Suicide Squad movie, mm-hmm. and he made uh, Peacemaker, which they'll be making another season of that show, which was enjoyable. Yeah, yeah. it was. Right. So it, was, it wasn't the it was best, but it was, yeah. Um, Maybe but it, I mean, it, Disney, not Disney, um, Warner Brothers and DC animated films have been some of their best products that um, have been put out in the last probably 10 to 15, 20 years. I mean, they, they make really good DC animated films sure. and they kind of have a lineage of the people that were involved in making the TV series and stuff. And they kind of grow these talents and get other people that they make really good character uh, driven things that are still, they, they still have uh, a praise and holding to the continuity or the comics and how, and how they are but also can create something new with their um, the voice actors that they have and doing multiple projects. And I would have tried to just go find people from that element and been like, Hey, you know how to make a good DC story. Can you help us fix this fucking live action 
shit show that we have going on. <laughs> um, but they didn't do that, and the people that are in animation <laughs> are still there. Um, but who knows? And <laughs> I think what I think whoever's cast as the next Superman is going to get a lot of. It's going to be difficult for them because there was a lot of love for Henry Cavill, despite yeah. how bad the movies might have been. Sure. It, it, nobody was like, "He's the problem," <laughs> you know? right? Um. So we'll see. I'm I'm interested in seeing the Flash, and uh, I already know one of the Easter eggs at the end. I won't uh, I won't oh reveal. Um, but there are cameos. Okay. In this film. That some people are some people were stoked about and some weren't so stoked about. <laughs> so, uh, so we'll see. Um, right now, the big thing in the news is about this poor lost submarine. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the remote controller submarine. Yeah, filled with one point two five million dollars in tickets uh, inside of it. <laughs> Worth $250,000. How many people were on this sub? Um, so as far as I recall, it, it's five, so five tourists. People. Yeah, okay. And then I don't know if there's somebody inside that does anything, but they were talking about that it's remotely controlled, but not... Oh, so there, there's not a pilot on board? Or is it like cameras? There's probably a bunch of videos I could watch I mean, about the... Yeah, they, we, go we, in, they go into this whole the thing, like, there's been stories about people that worked for the company talking about their the safety precautions weren't good or like it's it's really all unraveling for the company that that does this yeah um and when when i heard originally about this story i imagined like something closer to what i what you would think of when somebody says the word submarine to you <laughs> right, like, like something something that would be capable of like supporting life for a little bit and uh, it looks like a bathtub. Like, yeah. It's not very big at all. It's just it's a, a 20 foot can where they yeah. fit five people in it uh, to go down 13,000 feet. Yeah. Um, that's a ocean, me, no. Yeah. But then to be like, yeah, do you, would you like to get in this? Would you like to get in this fucking tiny grain silo and just head down there? <laughs> like, fuck no. And not only that, not it wouldn't be just me, but do you do you want to fit in this thing with four other people? I'm like, nah, I'm definitely not doing that. Um, if you paid me two hundred and fifty thousand dollars, I might do it, but I'm not paying two hundred and fifty grand to do that. And that's been another element of this whole thing uh, about the public response is uh, the eat the rich crowd coming out and kind of celebrating it. Uh, in a sick way. Oh, that is kind of fucked up. Yeah. <clears throat> and you're saying something about him, uh, like one of one of the billionaires that's uh, on board actually has his kid with him too, right? Yeah. Um. He's he's got nothing to do with his father's success or what or what he, or what he does with anything. It's yeah. uh Um. It was an opportunity for them to do something. I that I'm sure they think is cool. I mean, the idea of it on its face. I was like, oh, that seems like an interesting tourist thing to do if if you have the inclination to um, go that deep into the ocean. Yeah. To look to do anything, not just look at the Titanic, but if you want to go fucking that far. But um, you die. But it started highlighting a lot of other things, and I, of course, when I was reading about it, I got to go into the world of. There's another sub article about Titanic tourism, 
and that whole company and and then is this a really common thing do a lot of people actually take trips to the titanic that's their entire company is how old is these things this isn't like their first trip (laughs) (laughs) it might be their last yeah but no i uh no one of the um uh there was i think it was from the simpsons there was a writer uh who went on one of those tours and he was in that the titan is what the subs called he was in the very same one so he he had gone Uh, i'm pretty sure many hundreds if not thousands of people at this point have probably gone but uh and and first hearing about i'm like okay so it's it lost power or whatever the case may be but are there not fail safes to just get you to surface like the idea of it everything just going dark and literally no countermeasure deploys in order to get these people to surface is that's that's going to be should they find it yeah i think it's going to be a very interesting look into uh something regarding mechanical things and um I used to often tell people that I would fly with uh, that the planes you fly in commercially are, are probably hundreds of hours overdue for maintenance. Sure. Uh, and a lot of these machines can get overclocked, and maybe there's a possibility that this one wasn't ready to go. I mean, it, it's it's all speculation. I'm just reading headlines here, but this says that the uh, within the last hour, there's there's been reported that there's more sounds being heard. But that weren't they reporting Shouldn't that they've they, been running out of air? Yeah, right now at this point? I, I figured like what seventy two hours worth of of oxygen would probably be on board. Like that, that those subs aren't made made to be like yeah, sustainable. For, yeah, yeah, down there for yeah. a long time. It's only a three hour tour. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so now it, it'll be interesting if they can bring it back yeah. to to find out what the fuck's going on and. It'd be way more interesting if they could just save these people, but it who knows who knows where they are. Of course, know? of course. Uh but you can probably you can probably guess that either they're gonna be offering some cheaper tickets or they're going to be sued out of existence. Right. <laughs> so um I, I think I think that's the more likely future for this company. Oh, for sure. <laughs> it's I because mean, when you're dealing weren't. when you're dealing in billionaires, uh <laughs> it, it doesn't pay to kill them. Write that down somewhere. So, yeah. I think that's business 101. <laughs> Got a degree for that. <laughs> uh, so we'll see. What happens with those poor fucks? <laughs> um, also recently, in another uh, terrible accident that occurred, there was a, a dude who fell into the Grand Canyon. What? Yeah, I he, heard was, about he was on the Sky Bridge, the one that that goes like into the fucking canyon. I mean, yeah. you're not you're not just over the wall. Like they put you out a little bit. And so when he fell, like he wasn't rolling was like, down. It was a four thousand foot freefall, pretty much. When you say Skybridge, was he like leaning over a railing or? They're, they're looking into it. Nothing's really come out about whether he was pushed or whether it was you a know suicide. an accident. Yeah, sure. I mean they're they're looking into it because it's and. I didn't know this at the time because I hadn't been out there. I thought it was like enclosed and you went to wow. precisely avoid not falling 4,000 feet into the Grand Canyon. Uh, but it's not. It's open air. The first thing I imagined is like a, a rope a type bridge, <laughs> like something from Indiana Jones. 
<laughs> well, would, yeah, why wouldn't people be falling all the time? <laughs> <laughs> you, sh- you shouldn't be on that sky bridge. <laughs> so the dude falls 4,000 feet. Uh, he dies. Oh, man. <laughs> and they talk about the rope team they send down to go, you know, retrieve. And they talk about the, the, the body retrieval. Yeah. And the stuff that they brought to try to assist because you can survive falls from that height. It's possible. But if it were me, the only things I'd take down there would be my corpse handling gloves, (laughs) a body bag, whatever I'm picking up from. And then you find out. So I I was interested in finding out about falls and the, the, how could anybody, be considered uh, serious if they're like, no, they could survive that fall and they have that kind of optimism. Like, what are you talking about? They just fell 4,000, they'd be mush. Because that's like what we think is going to happen. And then so you, yeah, that you would just turn into just a pile of goo. And, you know, you go on, of course, Reddit is all about, you play the game, is is this person an asshole or are they autistic? And... (laughs) And they they're telling well you reach you'll reach terminal velocity at fifteen hundred feet so anything beyond that it's yeah. all kind of the same I'm like oh yeah it's more time to panic <laughs> that's for sure yeah. I'd rather I'd rather not have the extra twenty seconds of free fall <laughs> if I could just get if I could not if my brain could not realize what's happening until it splashes out of my skull great. <laughs> But uh, if you give me time to ponder while I'm falling, I I hope that I would just panic to the point where I cause myself to hyperventilate and pass out and then just not feel. Well, if you ever do free fall to your death, make sure that it's only at a height of about 1,500 feet. Just under, just yeah. under, try to get yeah, so you can <laughs> So you can just hit terminal velocity. You don't have to have that extra time to think about it. So looking into it, and they're looking at, because really it's, it's falls from below even 500 feet. There's like a 90% chance that you could survive those. Really? But like anything above that, it's so like seven stories. It's a 10% survival, but it's also effectively from seven stories all the way up. And there's a guy who he dove, he was a skydiver. He dove at 18,000. Right. And I was shoot, say, didn't open. Yeah. And he only fractured his leg. Yeah. I've, I've heard <laughs> stories of people surviving uh, skydiving accidents. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you, you probably do like have a high potential to shatter both your legs altogether. Oh yeah. But, oh, but survival. Yes, you if know. you know how to fall, yeah. they they go over this in in a lot of training uh, regarding having to ditch aircraft and and when you go to parachuting school and stuff like that, how how you break your body to deal with the impact. Uh, sudden and hard impact where you have to kind of let loose of the ankles and the knees you kind of have to crumble down right and all, and hopefully all that it just but your legs are gonna get fucked up yeah <laughs> absolutely because they're, the, they're they're going to be the thing dealing with the brunt of it uh but to, to literally fall eighteen thousand feet and just limp away yeah. with a broken you know i've also seen photos of like the remains of people that fell out of skyscrapers and they were literally in pieces so like I don't understand how it can be one or the other. Like why is it? Uh, it, it? It could have to do with the surface you're falling to. Sure. Okay. As so well. concrete I mean, if versus it's concrete like as softer, opposed to yeah. Because you typically, dirt. when you're doing skydiving, you try to land out in 
like in yeah. barren fields where it's a little softer of a, of a touch. That makes more sense too. Um, have you ever gone skydiving, Drew? I haven't. Would you? Uh, I would, but yeah. my. My biggest uh, hubbub about it, because for the sake, because when you have nobody that goes, you have to have somebody with you. Yeah. They have to be attached you have to, go to tandem. you. Yeah. But for the sake of weight, they're going to put the smallest person. I'm going to have to carry them. I'm going to have to carry them like a baby. So I, I went skydiving when I was about 220 pounds, and they did put the smallest person that they had available there, and he was probably about 100, 115 pounds, and he was this tiny little guy, and I, I did wear him like a backpack. Like in the whole, <laughs> and, and I, yeah, it was impossible because I mean, he was still a 115 pound guy on my back. So if I landed first, which I was going to because right. my legs were longer, you just have a 115 pound guy on your back. I was basically just going to fall backwards because I'm not going to fucking carry 115 pounds on my back on a regular basis. <laughs> right. So that's what happened. It's a little more than a ruck. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> So other than people dying in the news, uh, lately, a lot of indictments <laughs> going around. I don't, uh, I know you're not, you don't try to keep up too much on politics, but you know, Trump's indicted on the, um, I did keeping files. Yeah. Uh, Hunter Biden, uh, the president's son. I've heard about this too. Got multiple like charges. Two, two yeah. Charges. They're yeah. doing a diversionary, uh, thing as far as the gun, uh, charges go. Um, it's, it's making for a really unpleasant 2024 election because right now as everything stands, it looks to be another fucking Trump Biden runoff. Right. How, how would you feel about that? Uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to be honest with you, man. I probably just wouldn't fucking vote. Right. Yeah. Cause I, I don't. I don't want either one of the, those things to happen. So, if we get that, if we get that again, meaning one of those two is the president again, right? it's never going to be fucking over. Right. Because th this Hunter Biden thing has lasted all of Joe Biden's presidency and near the end of Trump's presidency, they've been going hard at this yeah. Hunter Biden thing for a long time. For a long time. And they have been going after Trump for things for a long time. And he's actually being indicted for something. It, yeah. And uh, luckily for him, the judge overseeing this case was appointed by him. Uh -huh. So, you know, um, who knows what we'll see. But if he gets back in, it's going to be another... It's going to be, again, Again, it's it's going to be Trump against the system again. Like it was right. when he was, everything they happened, he was just complaining that the deep state was against him. Right. And with Biden, it's also going to be that. Like it's going to continue because now there's there's talks about possibility of him taking a bribe when he was the vice president. And, and the more and deeper that it goes with Hunter Biden, they're naturally going to try to keep moving it up towards Joe Biden. There are no other potential candidates for well it would have helped if biden said that he wasn't going to run for re-election that if he if he was like hey i'm exhausted from doing this and he is the oldest president right 
And a lot of people will say he's probably not all there. And he's being very short. He doesn't want to debate in the primaries. Like he doesn't, it was easy in 2020 because everybody was inside it. it, it, The whole election was kind of fucking weird. We didn't have a lot of access where people were around in the same room with each other doing debates and shit like that. But he doesn't even want to do any of that now. Like he doesn't want to go out there for a long period of time and have to stand on his own. I don't want him to. Uh, Talk, talk to any, ask anybody. Well, around here, you're obviously not going to find it, but you'll find a lot of liberals that are like, I have no fucking clue what he's saying half the time. Yeah. And it would have been easy if he just said, I'm not going to run again. Right. But he didn't do that. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to run. You're like, fuck. <laughs> so now you have this for even longer. Uh, the possibility of that um or again as it was a potential possibility during this run was oh well they'll they'll get him out on incapacity and then kamala harris will be the president and then it becomes even stronger possibility going into the second term but trump running again his vice president is running against him really yeah so should Trump get the nomination? Would he get it? Would he try to get a new vice president? Like it, that's Dude. such a rare. It's it's an odd thing to well a be a one a for a one term president, right? But like when you go back to try to do it again, <laughs> and who do you run with? Because Mike Pence is. I mean, would Pence have to be his vice president after losing to <laughs> him in the primary? Well, you wouldn't be required uh, the because right now. This dude, Ron DeSantis, he's from Florida, um, who's doing uh, a hell of a job getting all those Disney jobs out of the state. Uh, He's running, and when he was running, he needed Trump's support. He needed the push from his base in order to win. And it was pretty pivotal to the win. And then, well, Trump gets out of office, and then all this other shit happens, and he kind of, he kind of, you know, turns coat, <laughs> and <laughs> and now and now it, Trump just likes to go after everybody, right? You know, uh, who thinks that everybody's against him, but he also has a, a litany of people that he hired that ended up getting fired because they didn't get along, and then he says, you know. The things that Trump says about people, <laughs> which sounds like <laughs> if you if you didn't know it was him, you could be like, is this like a sixth grader <laughs> saying these things? Uh, you said of your former White House chief of staff that he had a very small brain, very, very small brain. Like, <laughs> like who says these things <laughs> like, it's fucking, to the public? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. So there's the possibility of fucking Joe Biden. And Donald Trump again. And I, I think you're right. I think that would turn a lot of voters off altogether. Yeah. Or could we get a third party? Could this be the first could, time the third party actually becomes could a this viable be option? Bottom. I yeah. mean no, not in twenty twenty four. No. But if this is bottom, yeah. If twenty twenty four is bottom, then we'll know that twenty twenty eight, like, <laughs> hey, we we're really we're really only putting out 
terrible quality candidates in these two parties. Yeah, red and blue is just doing terrible. I think I think we may need to go get some some third party. But we have to make it to 2028, Drew. Yeah, yeah. Um without nuclear destruction. Um but here's a here's an idea. But, let me ask you if this would make sense to you. And look, a third party president would obviously be huge. It'd be major. It's not going to happen because uh, whatever party they belong to, they don't have enough representation sure. in Washington. It, you, you, get, you can get people who back you, um, but ultimately whoever spends the most money wins. Right. Uh, and it's not going to be as good as it can be to have a third-party president unless we have more third-party representation in Congress. We need more third-party senators. We need more third-party representatives in the House. We need, you know, we need Green Party members. We need so-called independents. We need representation from... Uh, it, it, whether it be the Libertarian Party or these other upstart parties, but they have to have some kind of base somewhere in Congress. Because if you just have Republicans and Democrats dealing with a president who's not a Republican or a Democrat, they're going to try to fucking stalemate you the whole time. But it can it can get us towards a third-party president by having more third-party representatives, third-party senators, third-party governors in your state. Yeah. If your state government looks a little bit more like how you want to see the national government, where not every every person in the city council, not every mayor is a Republican or a Democrat. Can we get these? Can we start the third-party revolution at a local level and then have that branch out? I only see that as the best way of getting enough support and enough viability in order for enough people to back a third party candidate against what party would you represent true um i i've i've been interested in this thing called the forward party that andrew yang put out um it doesn't really have a platform it's it's really just kind of an idea dedicated to trying to have something different so um i don't know if I could start any particular party, it would be the Congressional Term Limited Party. <laughs> <laughs> I I also think that that is another viable solution to uh, a lot of our political woes as far as money and politics. You're talking about huge systemic issues. Yeah, I I think I think if we put a timer yeah on on Congress, I think it'd do a lot of great things. You don't think that would create chaos within the system i don't i at least for a couple of years it'd be difficult it'd be difficult for the parties because you actually have to think long term yeah. you have to think about if if we were able to uh get an article 5 convention have have this uh, a state convention get something moved where let's say a senator can only serve two terms it's 12 years yeah Twelve years is a good long time in public service. True. Not like our current president, who has been in Washington for the last forty plus years. Yeah. That's too fucking long. Yeah. <clears throat> and 
I think it's also going to create a lot of opportunity, should there be congressional term limits, to have third-party candidate viability. Because if you're if you're thinking about running for Senate, and the person you're running against, let's say they're a Democrat, and they're in, they got voted into office, and you're like, okay, um, I think I'm going to run. They're running for re-election. You decide to run. They're running for their second and final term. Right. Right. You go, you run and you get your name out there and you get your platform out there and you make a go of it. But there's a likely possibility you won't win because typically incumbents win. Right. But next year or next term, the next term, if you want to go again, you're a name they recognize and that person can't run again. Right. You can't just look at the ballot and see the name that you've seen for the last 30 years and just check mark. You have to know who the fuck these people are. And it takes, it takes those people out of those seats that are so disconnected from the current population of people and the way society works. That's right. They make decisions for us. We're having a lot of issue with that. Yeah. And, and if Zuckerberg's congressional trial didn't shine a light on a lot of the fact that Congress is trying to get into a lot of business that they don't understand. Sure. You know, it's... We used to work in the cell phone game, sure. right? We yeah. worked in the cell phone game quite a bit. Think, think about those folks that you had to explain <laughs> basic enough functions to. Yeah. And that, A, they were only learning reluctantly because they were just thrusted into a smartphone. Yeah, yeah. And, and that whole thing and how difficult it is. And it actually wasn't that they weren't capable of understanding is this they were kind of set not dedicated to trying to to do it yeah think about the we'll we'll just say the generational makeup of that crowd those people are running the country right and it was easier back in 17 1786 <laughs> or whatever when when the when average lifespan was below 50 yeah and but now people in office are like everybody's our grandparents everybody's age. living longer our grandparents yeah age. us <laughs> and, in our late 30s and by the way and and i mentioned this and it may surprise anybody to say oh back in the time people were dying before 50 but we remember our our founders those politicians dying in their 70s like close to their 80s and yeah they could live into their 70s and, and 80s back then because they were the wealthy gentry. They had access to better food. They had access to medicine. They had access to uh, better means to warm their home, right? They had the stuff to live a long time, and we didn't. The average person didn't. And then in the 1920s, when penicillin comes along, now all of a sudden, you see a boom in average life expectancy, right? Just because uh, you know these these bacterial infections were no longer killing a bunch of people, and then as technology got even better, right? We found ways to better preserve food with freezing and stuff like that. So uh, the issue of like the green meat and and getting a bunch of stuff that goes bad if you're the poor, like you had access to fairly sterile food that wasn't going to kill you and the ability to heat your home 
became more accessible. So as those things become more democratized, the life expectancy goes up. And now we're all sitting here with 8 billion people on the planet. And we have more people alive from the most amount of generations that has ever inhabited the earth. I mean, you, you have the most amount of people from five generations yeah. that are alive. And that's a pretty big gap. Yeah. <laughs> it's, a pretty, it's a pretty big gap. And, but there's one group that is out there and, and allegedly being representative of this country. And it's not, there's not enough young people in Congress, which again, term limits could also assist in that. Uh, the idea of the clock is something that uh, I'm interested in. There, there are uh, organizations dedicated to trying to get these things going. Sure. Um, More people need, I mean, people need awareness. Like the, they do. There's not enough exposure about this kind of stuff because people don't focus on that. And Congress doesn't want to talk about it. Absolutely. So. <laughs> don't want you to push them out of their seat yeah um they just want to keep they just want to keep talking about campaign finance reform and how much they're really into it and then nothing happens right um i want to get the money out of washington until they're offered the money <laughs> and then it's like, oh that's a little bit different of a story um so there is a guy that i'm i'm interested in i'm interested in rfk jr uh he's running for the for the Democratic Party, he's running against the president. Um, he's an interesting fellow. If you have a chance to uh, read up on him, he's he's a malign figure uh, in some communities, but he's he's a pretty interesting dude. Um, he is Robert Ooh. F. Kennedy's son. Oh, okay. Um, he's a dude. He's an environmental lawyer. Uh, really involved with uh, trying to get big pharma out of basically poisoning <laughs> poisoning the american soul uh he's he's a pretty interesting dude I, I think he's and he also has numbers that are viable uh to, to, to possibly be a threat against biden in that sense and i'd be interested i'd be interested because he's a kennedy and because it's the democrats and everything even though joe has been a, a steadfast blue dog through the core he's been their guy uh you know, since the '80s, doing what he can to get as many black people in jail right. for minor drug offenses for as long as they can be, uh, which he apologizes for now. Now that it's destroyed, sorry about thousands, thousands of families. Uh, but with that, the idea of a Kennedy, and I think if the if the party saw that somebody could be viable in that, like, oh, if could RFK beat Trump? Because right now they're just trying to think who can beat Trump. And I hate that that's the attitude. I fucking hate that that's the attitude. But there aren't that many great Republican nominees to try to go up against it either. It is it is a a wacky races cadre of fucking cartoons out there right now. Yeah. It's it's a little depressing. Um, but anyway, if you if you want to find out more about uh. Congressional term limits. So that if that's something that something we can try to put something together uh, to try to organize or just be make more people aware. I think with the internet and the access that people have right now, you can get some things going. Oh yeah, let's spread the word. Um, people got to be interested in, and that and that sucks. Like it, 
this shit has to the shit is hard work that there is no country like ours do you do you know how many japanese people are in japan no nearly all of them it's like <laughs> nearly nearly all of japan is japanese people and and near almost every other country are is made up of people who are very similar okay that is not what happens here it is it is the most diverse right and as much as as much as it's going to it's a very easily arguable stance to talk about um, immigration in this country because of what we're made up from. It's still one of the easiest countries to gain access to immigrate to. Yeah. Straight up. Sure. Uh, And because of the way that our system is, and we're so plugged in and how business and government has gotten into bed with each other over the last 250 years that it does make it very difficult and it does require more vigilance from us it 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 requires that we have to be educated it requires that we have to be questioning it it, it, having the freedom and all those other things that we think are great it requires effort on our part too. And I think if we can get enough effort into it, then you can just basically pull the herd. So <laughs> and that's kind of how the the mentality is, but it, it this you need more effort. I mean, how many people do you think that you talk to on a daily basis that don't understand that the people that have been sitting in those those seats of power have been doing it for decades and don't necessarily have their best interests in mind or or even more to the point that they do know they're like oh yeah but they don't understand what that means right. like they, they, the the idea behind it or 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 even worse they're like oh yeah because they're all crooks they're all co-, and, th- and that is their attitude about right. it it's a it's a terrible attitude. it's a very jaded <laughs> way of like looking at it but also isn't something you can't say is unwarranted sure. and, that, and that's the shit End of the stick about that is like, man, I I really wish there were better examples. Right. And we're not producing enough of those on a national stage. All we're getting is a bunch of cartoons and caricatures. Yeah. So that's going to be heating up. Uh, I'm probably going to end up talking a bit more about it. The fucking Secretary of State went to China just yesterday. And although they only met for like he met with president president yeah I have to call president technically president Z they were only met they met for less than an hour but they're like all right but it, this means we're trying to get yeah this fractured relationship a little bit more to, and then this morning the president calls Z a dictator and just and just, fucking, <laughs> just ruins any of that goodwill <laughs> just immediately. <laughs> Uh, um, it's not surprising, is it? Yeah, and and I think it's gonna be lovely because I think we're gonna get more Biden gaffes, which is what I'm all about. I, if if nothing else, the sound bites between the two will be so nonsensical. <laughs> It'll be hard. Like, what was what were they talking what about? What were they arguing time? about? Even? I don't even. I remember what he said. I have no idea what it was. About. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just remember how fucking dumb it was. Uh, 
But anyway, I think it's about time for us to get rolling on to the cinema. Next week, we're going to be back. We'll end up talking about The Flash a little bit. Let you know what you guys know. All right. This has been DD and Kyle versus the universe. Hey, bye, Kyle. Bye, Kyle.